my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Studio 22. This is Thor. <laughs> this is Captain America. Ooh, I like and that. And I'm that Star Wars girl. Hello. Welcome to Studio 22. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Anna, thank you for, uh, for coming. Thanks for making the drive. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. This is fun for like a last minute little thing. Yeah. Because we literally planned this like two days ago. Absolutely. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I think Will was saying you're pretty busy next month, right? So... Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm, I attempt to be a planner, but I'm not. Yeah. And so I realized, I'm like, oh, I have this convention, and I have this convention. And then I looked at a calendar, I'm like, oh my goodness, this convention <laughs> goes then, and then it immediately starts. So I'm flying to Florida next week. I'll be in Florida for six days, and then I fly back, and then immediately it's Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim. So oh, it's wow. nonstop conventions for like two weeks. I did a WonderCon in Anaheim. Mm. Um you know, it was my first kind of like convention like that, but I had, a, I had fun. I, I went, um, go kind of like meet with some panelists and all that. So mm-hmm. I had like a specific goal, but it, it was, it was cool. That's fun. I think I yeah. was there too. That was the one that just happened. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I went there for one day. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what, do you have a favorite, um, convention? convention or something? I like anime Matsuri, but that's just specifically because I got invited to go and I did a panel there and I got to meet like my YouTube friends in real life. So that Mm -hmm. one was really cool. And then I got to hang out with John and Denise, the couple that own and like run it. So that was really cool. It was like, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. That's really really special. Yeah. Yeah. I've done, it's more in the gaming world, like, you know, World of Warcraft, a BlizzCon. Oh yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. I want to go to BlizzCon, but 
I mean, that one was in Anaheim last time, right? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah I went to the last couple. My uncle works for the company, so uh, I went and uh, so got, got to see him. Alliance. <laughs> Horde. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a lot of, and I, I, the costumes there and, and the, mm-hmm. the level that people go there, it's incredible. And the craziest thing was walking in and it was like seven, eight football fields long indoors and each section was just insane. And the arenas for Overwatch and mm-hmm. that's pretty dang cool to see that. But um, Well, I mean, we are with a cosplay expert. No, <laughs> just start, just beginning. Uh, I, I did it randomly because, so my birthday is in October it's Halloween and so I was like for the whole month of October I want to just be rogue because why would I go all out get this intense costume and just do it for one day so I was like I'm gonna go get my hair done like I'll get the bleach like rogue and then I did it and I went on a a couple of live streams and people in the audience are like Anna you should do like a cosplay calendar and I was like okay and so I did that in October and (laughs) I had like a couple months just to get all these photos, get 12 different cosplays and then make a calendar and that whole fiasco. So I, you know, and I'm doing it again, but, uh, it's, I had to learn a lot really fast and I don't think I'm that good at it, but I can like fake it enough to where it works, you know? Yeah. I mean, from what we saw online, it looks great. Ah, yeah. You. Yeah. It's, are you making the costumes or are you ordering them or like? Some of them I make, some of them I order for the first one. It was like, on a very limited budget. So I'm like, what do I have? And what can I like make look better with like a couple Amazon purchases? So that was round one. This one I'm making a lot of stuff. So the first one I uh, did was Samus from Metroid. Yeah. And so Samus. I cannot I could not find the like bracelet things that she has anywhere online. I looked like all the cosplayers that make stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch a couple cosplay YouTube videos and I'm gonna figure out how to do it myself. Cause I mean I got a degree in art, so I should be able to do this. Oh wow. And I got bracelets from like Hobby Lobby and then I got foam and I painted it and I'm like it looks like metal <laughs> it works <laughs> and it looked great in photos so that's yeah. great How- uh, Samus was my Super Smash Brothers Nintendo and 64 player all the time and yeah. I would like sniper from all the way across the map and my friends <laughs> would get so mad it was great <laughs> That's awesome. What when when did you start uh getting into art? Was that something since you were young or Yeah, always I always liked painting and I I don't think I was ever really good at drawing. I still don't think I'm good at drawing, but I always liked painting. And so when college came around, I was like, okay, I wanted to be an astronaut or an artist. Turns out you have to be like five, six as a girl to I don't know why. I'm like, wouldn't you want the smallest people so we could fit in like little spaceships? <laughs> and like but for whatever reason you have to be five, six. I'm like well, I can't get there without uber high heels, so that's not happening. So I was like, I'll go to art school. And so I went to Academy of Art in San Francisco. Lived oh, yeah. In, yeah, I lived in San Francisco for five years. I graduated in four, but I lived, stayed there for a year because I liked it. Very impressive. And then I moved down here. Yeah. Nice. And I wanted nice. to work for George Lucas and work on Star Wars, but my not my first class, but my second class, the teacher walked in. He's like, George Lucas just sold Star Wars to Disney. And I was like, oh. Wow. <laughs> And then I was like, I'll work at Blizzard. And that's down in SoCal. And my boyfriend lives in SoCal, so I'll just go down there, you know? That's and then YouTube good. happened. And I was like, all right, cool. Cool, yeah. Everything works out for it a does. reason, right? It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And speaking of YouTube, I mean, what has that journey been like, building such a massive channel? It was a complete accident. I saw The Last Jedi, and I was absolutely livid. Like, you know when you're so angry that you can feel, like, the blood <laughs> behind your face? And it's just like, I was in the theater, and I'm like... <sighs> fuck my watching and I was so angry and so I posted on Facebook because I didn't have Twitter at the time 
And I was like, don't go see this movie. It's terrible. And everyone my entire life has known, like I've been obsessed with Star Wars since I was two years old. When I graduated high school, I graduated from the same high school as George Lucas. I gave a speech all about Star Wars at my high school graduation. So everyone's like, what do you mean you don't like this Star Wars movie? And so I got tired of like responding to DMs because of course I was writing novels. I was like, (laughs) I'm just going to make a video and answer like the most question or like the most common questions I get asked. And of course, no one that I knew watched it, but all of these other wonderful people on the internet watched it. And they're like, we feel you. And I'm like, oh, I'm not alone. And they're like, you should make more videos because this is your only video. And I was like, okay. And I did, and it kind of blew up. That's awesome, like, knowing that that connection with other fans, like, you were able to share that, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, I'd never had that in my entire life. Like, I'd never met, like, a, a hardcore Star Wars fan in my life that wasn't, like, I don't know, at least 40 years older than me. Cause it was like my dad or like my brother, well, my brother's not 40 years old. I should retract that part. <laughs> but, uh, you know, everyone was always so much older than me. So I never had like friends my age that were into star Wars and from this whole experience and, you know, doing YouTube for so long now, I've made so many friends and I'm like, Oh my gosh, people that feel the same way I do. I've never had this before. You guys don't think I'm crazy. That is awesome. And then, yeah. so, and it sounds like you do a, a really good job at listening to, what people are saying and like being able to, you know, go from someone saying you should do more videos and then doing that. And then the cosplay calendar stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Has that been something that's really helped you grow or is it just like, if that looks like a good idea, you just go with it. So it comes in waves. Sometimes I'm like, that's a really great idea. I'm going to do it. And then I do it and I'm like, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like I, I regret this so hard, but then there's other times where I'm like, this is really out of my comfort zone. I don't know if I want to do this. And then it's like, all right, well, if I don't do this now, I'm going to regret it later. So why don't I just try it? And if I don't like it, I don't ever have to do it again. And then I also have learned, because I was watching one of your previous episodes, and you and Anna were talking about how you guys don't like taking criticism, which, I mean, you got a job where you take criticism. That's all it is, yeah. Hardcore. Yeah. So I don't like taking criticism from people that aren't trying to help me. And so when I see comments that are like, oh, get off the internet or like one of the big ones uh, right now is um, I need to stop talking about Star Wars or I need to only be positive about Star Wars. I'm like, well, you don't actually care about me or what I feel or what I'm trying to do. You just want it to be all about you. And you're probably just a troll at the end of the day, too. (laughs) So I only listen to people that genuinely want the best for me and want me to succeed. So after being on the internet for so long, you, you kind of figure out who's in your corner and who's not and yeah. what to listen to. Cause I mean, people that care about me aren't going to try to lead me astray. They're going to genuinely try to help me. So that's a big yeah. one. Yeah. And listening to the constructive criticism, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I think that's like a good life lesson. Just like mm-hmm. trying, you know, being able to navigate those waters and like figure out what's constructive and what's not yeah. that helpful. Cause I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's really easy and you know, you never know why someone, for the most part is saying what they're saying on the internet, right? These people, they could be just to stir the pot, just to try and get under your skin, just try to get intention on themselves, you know? So mm-hmm. being able to really navigate and understand what's what is a huge skill set, honestly. And I think almost everybody needs it nowadays because you'll see big a- athletes, actors, you know, influencers, whatever it is, and they start reacting and getting all hot and heated and it gets them in trouble, you know? And it's like, well, yeah. shouldn't have tweeted that back in 2016 because... That's the hard Come back part. Yeah. You have to remember everything you've ever said, everything you've ever done. And you have to like, whatever is like the most terrifying thing that you would never want the internet to know. It's like, you have to think what that is. And it's like, 
is there any way for them to like find it? I don't yeah. know if you guys ever watched that episode of Friends, but like the one where Ross and Rachel went on a break and then he's got to follow the trail to tell everyone that like knew the chick that he slept with not to tell Rachel. It's like, you have to kind of do that. And it's like, yeah. okay, that one time I like peed my pants in second grade. How, how will the internet find <laughs> that? Because they will. So you have to figure out how to hide that before somebody finds it or just say, fuck it. That's funny. Yeah, I did something yeah. stupid when I was in second grade. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of too like, um, telling a lie almost not necessarily that any of this is a lie, but it's like, it's hard to remember a lie. Mm-hmm. If the truth, you don't have to remember because it's the truth. It's exactly what happens. So retracing those steps, you're like, did I do this? What's that? What's there? And you see people get mixed up in all that stuff all the time. But I mean, honesty, and I think being a good person kind of helps you navigate That's the world. That's the biggest one. If you're a shitty person, people will see that like instantly. Yeah. And if you're a good person, I mean, some of us, we all have those moments where we're just like, fuck this. I'm in a bad mood. I'm going to be an asshole today. Like yeah. nobody talked to me. It's just a better option. And people will see that too. They'll say, okay, yeah, it's just Anna's having a bad day or it's like the best day ever. Or it's like, okay, we're just, you know, chilling. Yeah. I think people tell you everything uh, about themselves if you just sit back and listen, even if they don't say the words, right? So if you're Mm -hmm. observant or that's one of the reasons we love long form podcasts, right? Is you can't really hide yourself after, you know, a three hour conversation, something's going to come out, something's going to slip up, you know, you're going to get worked up or heated about something, something's going to come up. So it's nice to like have real conversations with real people who are doing awesome stuff like you and, and really get a little more insight into that. And it makes it fun. I think, uh, we get to meet a lot of cool people along the way too. But as far as YouTube, um, what are, what are like some, or have there been any pretty crazy obstacles along the way? I mean, yeah, you have to deal with the crazy worst type of people on the internet, you know, like ones that'll like try to stalk you, find out where you live, oh. find out your birth certificate and post it online, like weirdos like that. And so I feel like starting off, I have really thick skin. And so when pe- if you're going to be in that, here, here's the thing. I treat everyone like this. If you're nice to me, I'm going to be nice to you. If you're an asshole to me, don't expect me to be nice to you. So when people straight off the gate, like start coming at me, I'm like, all right, this is going to be fun. You know? <laughs> and so it's just, they're, they're on the internet, they're random people on the internet. So when they're coming at you with all of this hate, it's like, you care more about me than I care about you, obviously. And so I'll just have fun with it. But then, um, it's going to be two years now, I guess. Um, so my sister went missing and then she died and the whole internet watched that happen. And oh my, so, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, it's Okay is dealing with it. It's like, I couldn't talk about this back then, but if it wasn't for my YouTube channel, like they, they helped me because my other, I have two sisters. Um, my youngest sister called me and she's like, Hey, like Ellen's missing and you know, we need to find her. We did. And I was like, are you serious? And she's like, yes. Like, can you, you big platform, can you use it to find her? Cause we need to find her. So everyone on the internet kind of came together in my little section of YouTube to help me. And like, she got, it was like on the news, like this is, you know, who she is. This is what she looks like. This is the last place she was seen. This is where her car is. And then found out that she died. And it was so like, I I couldn't deal with any of that at the time, but seeing everyone like come together to like help me and like give my, me, my family privacy. And that like meant so much. And they started to go fund me so we could have like a beautiful celebration of life, which we would have never been able to do if it wasn't for, you know, people on the internet that had watched my Star Wars videos. Yeah. Wow. And then on the opposite, there is the absolute scum of the earth that they decided, oh, Anna's going through something. Let's torment her with the worst thing that has ever happened to me. And so they would like make memes of her, like, like her name was Ellen. So like Ellen DeGeneres, like snorting ashes. 
and like wow. just they found out my mother's address. They sent me photos of like my my like the Google images of my mother's house and like the cars in the parking lot than where my sister worked. And I had already moved, so I, I or no, we were going to move, so I didn't really worry if my address got out there because I'm like I'm not going to be here much longer. But like going after like my family and me. All because you didn't like my Star Wars video, so you're gonna attack my my dead sibling and my parents and like my grandma, my other sister. So that it's like, yeah. I, it's like part of my soul died. I'm like I lost hope in humanity, but that didn't overshadow all the good that people did. So, and then I got distracted because then like a month later my cousin died, and then a few months later my grandfather died. So I was like, I just dealt with, I just lost three family members, and my family's already small. So I don't care what the fuck you guys say on the internet. Nothing is more serious than losing people that you never thought that you would lose. So at that point, I'm just like, fuck it, man. Like, you want to make a meme of me? I don't care. Like, that's not going to do anything to me. I've already gone through the worst thing I could ever imagine. And there's like nothing worse that can even compare to that. So make your stupid memes. Yeah. So I'm so sorry to hear about that. That's it. And it's, yeah, I think that if people had a little more empathy, you know, um, and there's lines, right? There's, there's things where we're talking about things we're passionate about. We're talking about Star Wars, you know, TV and film, uh, music, whatever it is, there's a line you don't cross, you know, you don't you go to think. someone's house. Yeah. That people should not, you know. Well, it's <sighs> yeah, funny because even my, like my YouTube enemies reached out and they're like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I'm so sorry about your sister. And they saw what people were doing and like. Holy shit. And that was the most bizarre thing. I'm like, my worst enemy wouldn't even do this. Like mobsters, they like have a family off limits thing. So there's some really nasty people on the internet and you just have to learn to like not let them affect you. Just push the block button on every single platform. It's, I mean, I I mean, we've, we've talked about, you know, some of the disgusting things people can do on the internet, but that's, you know, unimaginable what you just described as. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you're on the internet long enough. You see, you see a lot. You the see worst almost, of people, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. but yeah, conversation yeah. killer, isn't it? Not that it's just it's that. It's more like you, you're thinking about all the heaviness and stuff that goes on in the world, and it's like, why isn't there just more love and compassion and support for each other? And yes, we're allowed to have different opinions and different you know viewpoints on life, but and things happen. Everybody is going through something. So why would anyone want to try to add to that? You know, it's because they get satisfaction out of doing it. It's the power yeah. dynamic. Yeah. It's like they have no power in their lives. They're they're always miserable people that have no prospects that are yeah. doing nothing and they just hate their life. So they're like for that five minutes that they knew that they pissed you off on Twitter, they have power over you. And so they like it and it's addictive. It's like a drug and these people will never stop. Yeah. I always say, uh, you'll never see a happy person say something bad about somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. So it helps you navigate when you realize why people are doing what they're doing or, or if they're just reacting out of, you know, nowhere. But it was pretty funny or not funny, pretty insane when the internet really started to take off social media. Uh, you know, they call them keyboard warriors and mm. all that stuff. Oh, yeah. When you're not in person, the difference is like, I don't, I've heard everything on the internet, you know, mm-hmm. death threats and people showing up in my house and just all kinds of craziness. But not many people saying stuff to my face, you know? Oh, of course not. Yeah, they never yeah. do. So it's just, there's, people get a false sense of security and, and, you know, confidence or whatever they're searching for that 
there should be consequences essentially for that. It's like, there's, it's not ever okay to treat someone else bad, no matter what the situation is, you know? Well, then it just makes me, they hate this is when you tell them like, I pity you. Cause they, they hate that. Oh yeah. So that like is the way to get back at them and then they'll stop for a little bit because it's like, you must be so miserable, but these people will never come and see you except for the crazy ones that do show up at your house. I haven't had mm-hmm. that happen since I moved. So I'm, <laughs> please don't do that. I did have like, I was at a star Wars celebration and this guy followed me around. And at one point he like stroked my back and I was like, Okay. Nope. <laughs> no. Getting out like, of there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, that. that's as far as like in-person stuff. But yeah. I am a little bit worried like going to conventions stuff because I do all this by myself. So I don't know. When it comes to those people, I just turn it off. Don't listen to it. I mean, it must be much harder like being in movies and like TV shows like you and having that on such a, you know, larger scale. Um, I think it, yeah, I... Because I, I started on the internet too, you know, mm. and regardless, I think, you know, it's just having access to people now that wasn't there before. And, and but then you hear stories, you know, like uh, people will go into, you know, Chris Brown's house and write over all over his walls and be laying in his bed naked and stuff. And you're like, okay, well, that's Brown, a little, really? well, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> he's got fans too, right? So everyone, it's just, uh, you never know what's going to come out of the situation, but. Yeah, the internet is a wild place. Mm. Wild, wild place. Would you, um, I was going to ask, like, what advice you would give kind of to new YouTubers, like up-and-comers? Um, okay, so know how to edit. No, f- first thing you need to know is, like, you obviously, you make your video, you make your content, and you have stuff you want to say. So how do you get that out there? Okay, so you need to learn about Google Analytics. You need to learn about Social Blade. Download the plugin for Social Blade off on Google Chrome. That way, whenever you watch a video, see, it's like, okay, I, you want to do a cosplay video or a podcast. So it's like Joe Rogan experience, number one podcast in the world. Okay, so you pull up Social Blade. It's plugged in. So when you pull up his YouTube channel, because Spotify, whatever, his little clips, <laughs> oh, yeah. and look at all the tags that he has. It's like, okay, what tags is he using? And you have to learn the YouTube algorithm because that's going to be biggest mountain you will ever climb is trying to understand mm-hmm. that. And so the algorithm, it's kind of like click. Remember the Adam Sandler movie? The remote learns you. So Mm. have a habit. So it's like if you upload one podcast every week, upload at the same time, every single week, upload it before so it's scheduled so the algorithm knows that it's already there and it's going to come out at that time. So that way when people are subscribed to you, they get their notification. So stuff like that, that's like the little technical stuff. The fun stuff is talk about what you love and this is what I say, talk about something that you can talk about for 10 hours without running out of topics. I can talk about Star Wars and Star Trek <laughs> and X-Files and probably many, many other things that I'm not thinking of because I'm filming right now um, <laughs> for 10 hours straight without running out of topics. Speaking of Star Wars. Will loves Star Wars. So your main handle is that Star Wars girl. Mm-hmm. When did you first discover Star Wars and you know, what really drew you into it? So when I was little, my mother decided it would be a great idea to cut all of my hair off so I looked like a little boy. But I was obsessed with, I was really girly. I loved princesses. I loved, I always wore a Cinderella dress. Like, you know the little nightgowns you get at the Disney store with like Cinderella's face on it? Like I would wear that every single day. I wore that for like years. And so my mom had to buy like more as I like grew and whatnot. And so I had this stupid, terrible Spock haircut with like my Cinderella dress and my Barbies. And my parents thought it was a great idea to have another baby. And I was like, really, why? And then they're like, well, we can't take you with us to the hospital because you're a little menace. And I was like, ah, 
fine. <laughs> so I went to my aunt's house. And so all of my cousins are at least a decade or two older than me. And so she only had like the little mermaid, like on VHS. <laughs> And so I was one of those kids. I only wanted to watch a princess movie. And I'm like, we're only watching this. And after like a week of babysitting me, she's like, and I can't watch this movie <laughs> one more time. And I was the kid that I would sit in front of the TV and scream. Oh, wow. <laughs> if the, I didn't get my movie, because yeah, I was, I was a little oh, spoiled. God, I, I thought you meant like Very, during the movie. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> if I didn't, get, if they turned on any other movie that I didn't okay to watch, I would do that. I don't I, know why it pa worked. Passion. Early passion. Yeah. passion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like two. So yeah, I was like two and three quarters to be very technical when this happened. And she's like, why don't we watch this movie? I was like, no. She's like, why don't we watch this movie? I was like, no. She's like, why don't we watch Star Wars? I was like, no, I don't want to watch Star Wars. She's like, there's a princess in it. And I was like, turn it on right now. <laughs> and so she's a school teacher. So she had one of the, remember when they had the big like box TVs on the cart? And they oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So she, oh yeah. That was whatever. the best day ever. She had one of those in her house for some reason. <laughs> And so I was in my uncle's office. She wheels it in. She turns it on. She shuts the door. She turns off the light, shuts the door, and leaves me in it. And I didn't move. I sat on the floor like this. And I didn't move the entire wow. time the movie was on. And it was a new hope because the prequels hadn't come out yet. And I was like, this is the greatest movie of all time. And she's like, do you want to watch the other ones? I was like, there's more. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, there's more. I was like, turn them on right now. And I was like. Too, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, oh yeah, Princess Leia's the princess. I wanted to marry Luke Skywalker because he's the prince. She's like, no, she's not going to marry Luke. She's going to marry Han. I was like, what? <laughs> what? What do you mean? And she's like, yeah, they can't get married because they're twins. I was like, what? She's wow. like, yeah, and Darth Vader's their father. I was like, what? Oh, I was no. like, you're lying to me. And so I was like, turn them on right now. You're lying to me. And I sat there and I was like, oh my God, he is their father. <laughs> <laughs> and it was amazing. It was the greatest day of my life. And then the next day my sister was born. And then a few days later, my dad came to pick me up. And I was like, Daddy, I want a lightsaber. And he was like, my daughter that only wants Barbies and dolls. What? <laughs> what happened? And he was like, this is great. My daughter likes Star Wars. Oh, that's all. Yeah, you said your uh, dad's a Star Wars fan too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. That, that's got to be a big transition. You know, you go go to have a kid and then you come back and your other daughter completely flips. <laughs> from Barbies I, still like to yeah. I still had yeah. my Barbies. They made Star Wars Barbies. I had all of them. It sounds like you grew up very fast in that from princess to Star Wars, but still in the princess realm, right? Yeah. I mean, I still a fan of both, right? Yeah. I think the princess thing though, it's like, I liked the stories were good. You know, there's a reason yeah. why those like Grimm's fairy tales and, you know, Hans Christian Anderson lasted so long. It's because they only teach you lessons in some of them, but they're just good. They're timeless. So mm. it's like you can like them at any age. But uh, well, yeah, like Joseph yeah. Campbell, hero with a thousand faces, yeah. right? Like they're all mythologies. Yeah. They all, it's like how humans connect is mm -hmm. like that narrative. Mm -hmm. And that's like you mentioned sharing it with your father. Like I have an eight year old little brother. Mm -hmm. And since the day he was born, I was like counting down the days. <laughs> Until you when can I show him Star Wars? And it wasn't like, is he going to be a Star Wars fan? It's like, he's going to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah. But he obviously liked it on his own naturally. But I mean, it's, and now he's kind of like more into like Iron Man and Spider-Man. But, yeah. but he's still, I mean, but that's more of like what's coming out. I feel like but, Marvel is like kid, like our Star Wars, you know? Because right. I feel like that's just the vibe that I get because I have a stepdaughter and she's 11 and like she loves Doctor Strange. She loves Spider-Man. So I'm like, I don't even care if I like, if I'm, I don't even care about this Marvel movie. I was like, I know I'm going because we're going to take her, you know? And I think it's, yeah, like Disney's own fault, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that. What, what is your favorite Star Wars film? Empire Strikes Back. 
Me too. It's pretty much like everyone's favorite one. It was Return of the Jedi because I loved like seeing Luke as a Jedi, Mm. right? Because I'm like, finally, like he's the man. No one can F with him now. Mm -hmm. No one can fuck with him now. And like it was, but then I'm, you know, the lesson he learned in Empire Strikes Back of if you rush into something without planning, then, and like without being prepared, then, you you know, you're going to suffer the consequences and it's better to, you know, prepare and like get yourself ready. So that's like, and it was like one of the first sci-fi films to not end with a giant explosion, <laughs> right? It's like an actual something you can feel <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Brock, a, what about you? Empire Strikes Back. Uh, but um, do you have a favorite character? Uh, Darth Vader. Darth Vader? Oh, oh I love that wow. answer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, everyone always thinks it's Luke. Because I got, when Last Jedi came out, I got really passionate about like, you guys fucked up Luke Skywalker. How can you do this? This was the <laughs> most like easy billion dollars you could have made. And you just fucked it up so bad. Like, how could you get this wrong? You know? And they just, they butchered it. So I, I got, was like, oh my God, Luke, I got to defend Luke. And then... People just automatically assume he's my favorite, but it's always been Darth Vader. I, I mean, Luke was like, I mean, he's like the prototypical hero, right? Mm-hmm. And like growing up as like, you know, he was definitely my favorite. I've become more impartial to like Yoda now. <laughs> like I love Yoda. He's like the OG. He's survived everything. He's seen it all go down, you know? But he's lost apprentices like Dooku and all that. Mm-hmm. Seen it all. But He's got some great advice as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And he talks cool. What yeah. about you? I uh, like Han Solo. Oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So how did you like his death? Oh. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how can you? That yeah. was like, yeah, crazy way to go out. Um, wasn't expecting it. It's it, a pointless way to go yeah. out. Yeah. It was a very long ride to a, like a anticlimactic kind of death. It just kind of... Well, they gave him a villain's death. Like yeah. Emperor Palpatine, Darth Maul, yeah. any villain in history, they fall down giant like pits yeah. without an end. And it's like, you did that to Han? Like, are you kidding me? It just felt so quick and like, it was just like, oh, let me just throw you off. Yeah. You know? Well, it's like Chris Gore has a really great video talking about the death of Han Solo. You would like it since Han's your favorite. And he compares the death of Spock Versus what they did with the death of Han Solo. And it's like one had so much care and love into it. And you feel that when mm. Spock dies. Like I can't watch Wrath of Khan without crying. Because I'm like, oh my God, Spock. <laughs> <laughs> and then Han Solo, it's like, what the hell? Yeah. Shout out to Chris Gore mm-hmm. on that as well. I mean, he, I, I love listening to his stuff. He gets super analytical with it too. And that's like, I think I even got that chasm thing from him. Like describing the Han Solo death. Like I'm, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think that, because I've watched all that stuff. So I'm sure that like came from that. Um, I feel like, you know, true fans of Star Wars as well have been speaking out a lot in the transition since, you know, the 70s and 80s of of original Star Wars to now. Um, Do you think uh, the platforms like Disney are going to start listening to the fans and start creating that content again? Or yeah. Now, they know that they're making whatever money they're making, and they don't really care, I guess, what, like, Star Wars fans have to say about Mm. anything. I mean, unless there's um, a lot of changes in upper management, but it's like, I mean, I know firsthand these people hate me, they hate us, you know, all right, 
my friends on the internet that talk about Star Wars, they hate us, like, with a burning passion. And even, like, with uh, Gina Carano. And, like, uh, after yeah. all that happened with her, like, I have friends that are really good friends with her. And, like, the way that they treated her and then finding out, oh, yeah, they hate certain people on YouTube that talk about Star Wars because they can't stand us pointing out things like uh, Rise of Skywalker, the last one. George Lucas is a billion, billionaire because of the toys. Okay, Rise of Skywalker didn't have a toy line because the last one did so bad that they're still on the shelves. Like, nobody, they can't give you Rose Tico figure, yeah, right? No. They can't pay you to take one at this point. And it's like, it. how could you take Star Wars, which made George Lucas a billionaire based on the toys alone, how can you go and fuck that up that bad? And that's what they did. So, <sighs> no changes until they make changes on the people that just, I guess, want to sabotage it. Like, I mean, I got that feeling, you know, um, my friend was telling me his brother felt this way and he wasn't a big Star Wars fan. He, he's like, that was the first time I watched a movie where I felt like the director hated me, you know, after yeah. watching <laughs> The Last Jedi. And I'm like, that describes it perfectly. He doesn't like Star Wars. He doesn't like Star Wars fans. He doesn't like Luke Skywalker, which is why we got The Last Jedi the way that it was. And it's just... I, I don't know why somebody would take something and it's like, okay, you're Hollywood, you're Disney, you have billions upon billions of dollars, you have all of some of the most talented people in the world at your dispense. So why would you make something that's just mediocre when you could make the greatest thing of ever, right? That anyone's ever seen before. Why would you do that? So I'm I have that frustration, then I also have the frustration on what they did. And partially is that it's like, yes, there's so much Star Wars. Couldn't you take like a week and read some or watch the movies? Like the people that are doing Star Trek. It's so clear they have never watched it. Mm, yeah. I'm like, how can you make a series based on, you know, a character that, and you have not seen, it's on Netflix. I think it's, it might still be on Netflix. They might've taken it off. But it's like, okay, you're the showrunner for this TV show and you've never watched the show. Well, even J.J. Abrams. I mean, he like oh admitted God. he wasn't a he Star, Trek like Star Trek fan Trek. before he <laughs> took on the franchise. Oh like, my, are you kidding me? Dude, I got so angry because I'm like, okay, you're telling me that the Romulans, the most like cunning and despicable cutthroat people in the freaking galaxy, you're telling me that they're just going to hang out with what, their, their spaceship that's like 100 years in the future with all of this advanced technology, knowing that their son is going to, you know, do a supernova, the entire Romulan empire is going to fall. You're telling me that this group of advanced Romulans aren't going to go book it back to Romulus. Go tell them, hey, guess what, guys? We've been wanting to take over the Alpha Quadrant and Beta Quadrant forever. We know everything. We know all the Federation's moves. We know where all their outposts are. We know all the Klingons, the Cardassians. We know how to beat every single person. We have all of this technology. We're going to be more advanced than anyone in this part of the galaxy. We can take it over right now, and we can move our empire out of this part of the galaxy that's going to get destroyed by a supernova. But no, instead, let's sit here for 25 years and wait for Spock to come out of a wormhole. How fucking retarded do you have to be to not do that. And that, so it drove me crazy. And then people were like, well, Anna, there's a deleted scene where they were actually in a Klingon prison. I'm like, that's even fucking worse. You're <laughs> telling me the Klingons had access to all of this technology, all of this information, and they didn't do a thing. Klingons, not, not next generation Klingons, not DS9 Klingons. We're talking original series Klingons bent on conquering the galaxy. Fuck that. Like, do you think I'm retarded? No. So it's that JJ. I'm like, Man, oh sorry. Watch the movies. I I'm sorry. I rant like that. I know exactly what you're talking about, actually. And like, that was incredible. First off, (laughs) like those are what my videos are like. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. 
and uh, man, I mean, I could, I could talk about JJ Abrams. I was hooked. I was like, Yo, keep going. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> I could, yeah. I could say amazing. this. What I say, talk about it for ten hours. Yeah. But yeah. that's just one plot hole in a what two hour movie? Mm. Oh, hundred percent. And like, yeah, yeah I, you know, both all of us at the table could do the same thing for all three of the sequel trilogy Star Wars films, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's like, I it's just irresponsible. I, I like how Chris Gore calls it malpractice. Yeah, he's no like kidding. studio malpractice. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. You got all this money. And all these people that would like kill to have these jobs to like write mm-hmm. and direct and produce and be on these shows. Um, well, I told him, I was like, I will do it for free. Like, I want to help you because this is so bad. It's like a little kid that's trying to learn how to ride a bike. It's like, I will help you. Like, hold it. Go, go, go. Do that. It's like, I will help you. If you want, if you don't want to watch Star Trek, well, that's stupid because it's really good. You should watch it. Yeah. But uh, if you need help, like you need people that... Oh, what color is this part of this uniform in this episode of The Next Generation? It's like, I know the answer. I will help you. Right. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people on the internet that will help you. Reddit is a really great tool. Also Google. So you can find the answer, but they don't care. At least that's what I got. From all of the interviews that I've watched, what I saw on screen, it's like, I just get the feeling that they don't care. And that makes me angry. Because I'm like, you want my money, but you're not even going to put time and effort into understanding what it is that you're trying to sell me. So why should I buy it? So Star Trek, right, at its core, why it became what it was, right? Like these franchises forget what they were. It's an advanced human society based on exploration and like trying to figure out a scientific, nonviolent solution to intergalactic conflicts, right? Like it's it's very based on logic and like trying to solve problems and peace. And Gene Roddenberry exactly. was really big on that. He wa- like, this is a utopian society exploring the galaxy. How do exactly. we, these things that we deal with now, it's like barbaric. I, I was watching, uh, I don't know if you guys watch the next generation. All there's an episode uh, called measure of a man with data. And it's the debate on, because he's an Android, does he have rights as a man? And he's like, yes, he obviously thinks that he has rights as a man. And, you know, Picard has to argue that he does. And I was listening to a show that my friends did, and they interviewed the woman that wrote that because for the Picard show, that episode, the character Bruce Maddox is like the main guy that they're trying to find in Picard. And I'm like, you guys didn't even watch the episode that you're basing your entire show off of. And she was talking about it, how they didn't call her, they didn't ask her, they were changing these characters that she created. And she mentioned about how she had a law degree before she got into writing. And so that episode is about, you know, basically a court scene and him, you know, trying to prove that he is a man. And she said that Gene fought her, that he didn't want lawyers to exist in this time period. She's like, well, because he wanted all like strife and all arguments like that to be resolved, like in a peaceful manner. And she's like, well, she's you're, you're never not going to have lawyers because you have property mm-hmm. that you need. You know, you have businesses, you have, uh, you know, child custody. She's like, you're always going to have to have lawyers. So he didn't like that idea, but that episode is probably one of the best episodes that people refer to at, and because she had that experience on being a lawyer and she fought Jean on, no, these things would exist in this utopian society where you, you know, there's no poverty, there's no hunger, everything you have, like everything you would need, you have, so there are still those issues in this perfect universe. So I loved that aspect that was brought in in The Next Generation. 
Totally. And I mean, similar to Star Wars, it's, I mean, you could break it down in like a number of ways, but I mean, good conquering evil, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the opening crawl for her, um, Force Awakens, you're, it's like the resistance has, is fighting against the first order. It's like, wait, when we left off, they won, they I were know. in charge. Like, what the hell is going on here? And Bad if there's still a republic, how are they not fighting with the republic? Like, how does that fucking make sense? So it literally lost me, the sequel trilogy, from, like, the opening crawl. Mm. Um, but with all that said, how do you feel about Kenobi? Uh well, now that the leaks came out, I'm not very optimistic. It's come- Well, like, if, we, if you didn't hear the leaks. I'm still, like, very hesitant about anything that Disney makes because after you've been, like, told fuck you so many times, it's like, well, why should I even care at this point, you know? Yes. And so it's like, <laughs> of course, I, I got excited. I'm like, it's Aiden McGregor, it's Hayden Christensen. Like, uh, I grew up watching them in the prequels. I saw those in theaters. Like, I didn't yeah. see the original trilogy in theaters. I saw the prequels in theaters. So I was like, oh, my God, they're coming back. And I was like, immediately, I got, you know, you get that moment of excitement. And then it's like, oh, my God, I remember what they did to Luke, Han, and Leia. I don't know if I can live through this one, too. So it's just been sad. Brock, did you, you watch the prequels, right, when you were younger, obviously? Yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as Kenobi goes, like, I, I haven't seen any of the leaks or anything like that. I haven't, okay, we don't want to talk about it. Do you want me to spoil it, it for you? I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> what about the audience? Right? What are, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. I, by the way, I've, like, I've heard him. I've okay. watched your videos on him. Yeah. So, like, I know. But we'll keep, we'll keep Brock innocent. We'll keep him pure. And then we'll, <laughs> we'll converse later. Or tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one if you want. I mean, it's not, it's not like spoiling anything. It's just like I, typical heard, MCU. It's, it's yeah. not like, you know, the MCU exists. So it's not like, well, it's funny. Cause I heard like some people liked it, the Dr. Strange one. And then the Moon Knight one, one of my friends was saying, well, it's like, it's his wife. So it's not like that bad. I don't know. I can't stand Oscar Isaac. So I don't watch anything that he's. And I always find that funny too. Like, or, or like people will be such big fans of an actor and then they're like, but he's a, you know, his political views are this and I hate him now. And I'm like, damn, like. Still See, that's actor, what I heard but, about Mel yeah. Gibson, and I'm like, I refuse to look into anything about Mel Gibson because I'm like, I love Braveheart and The Patriot. Don't ruin this for me. Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. one of the best storytellers of all time, and I mean, An incredible director. You have yeah. to. It's. I guess it just depends on like how bad the person is, like, and we as a society it's like, are decide you Kevin that. Spacey bad, right? Or, right. You know uh, that could. Yeah, that's as, as bad as it gets. Yeah. But like, yeah. But like, yeah, it's tough. It's like, cause it's a very, it's a gray area. I mean, it, it's not Kevin Spacey. I'm talking about like mm-hmm. people that are like, get a DUI and you know, it's in public or whatever, it, you know, that shit happens. But, but yeah, the really bad stuff, I can't watch people after knowing that. You know, part of me, it's like, this is why I keep, like, I don't talk about politics on my channel. I don't talk about religion on my channel. I try to keep things that are, you know, my channel is to talk about, like, Star Wars and Marvel and, like, nerdy stuff, right? Yeah. I don't need to talk about any of those other things unless it's like, I'm going to talk about Attack of the Clones. And this is why, you know, Padme is a sinner, da, 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 Star Wars politics, right? That's the only time I'm okay with it. It's like, keep American and world politics out of here. And I wish that, like, so many, I don't know, people that get canceled, I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe if you just didn't say that, like I, I don't know anything about some of like the old school actors and like how they felt about 
their political leaders at the time. And it's not even relevant now. So, I mean, I feel like people that don't want to get canceled and stay in like spotlight positions should probably, you know, just pretend like those realms of social media don't exist or just stay off of those topics. Like those are no no's. Yeah. I think it's hard being in that space too, though, knowing so many people that are, you know, hyper successful in, in the limelight or whatever it may be. Well, you can do in the limelight, but have a PR person, Yeah, you know, and then like only post like, this is me the beach this is the starbucks you know don't do anything that could be like controversial which is really hard well that makes it tough too because then uh and i'm just trying to see it from all sides right but um are you an actor so you're in a very different position but yeah you're i mean at the end of the day like regardless of the profession title you know you're you're a human you have an opinion you know and sometimes people try to especially when you the higher you get up it's uh the more people want to see you fall or try to make you fall. So they'll put you in positions, compromise positions, edit videos to make them sound like you said things you didn't, you know, oh, or, yeah. you know, uh, take things out of context. So it's difficult, but, you know, always, at least I try to, you know, lean back on being a good human, you know, and yeah. hopefully, that hopefully that, that works out, you know, people, that's the only unfortunate thing. Like yeah. if you, I mean, so people, excuse me, on the internet, they don't care. They'll take that clip out of context and that will be your entire life. Forever. Like they, they will not remove it. Even you can, it's uh, guilty until proven innocent. Right. Mm, yeah. So like with the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing right now, like we're seeing all the evidence, like, you know what she did to him, but it's like, there's people still out there that it's like, no matter how much evidence that you show that he's innocent and she's crazy fucking loony, nobody's going to, or these people aren't going to care. They're always going to say, well, no, we think that he beat her. And it's like, well, no, she beat him and, you know, cut his finger off. And it's like, right. but they, they don't care. They don't care about that. So it, at the end of the day, it's like, I don't even remember what this question was, but at the end of the day, just <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I guess what you were saying. Yeah. Sorry. I get no, scattered sometimes. No, it's fine. It's great. Yeah. We're flowing. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about, you know, politics, people's opinions. And, oh yeah. And don't say that on the, that's, yeah. if you wanted my advice for the YouTube thing, don't say your political opinions on the internet. Yeah. Unless you want to be a political commentator and there's new people in office every single what couple of years, so it's going to be changing, and yeah. Yeah, I think there's uh, people that are more well versed, and also you know, uh, it's their profession. You pick and choose, you know. But those those conversations still need to be had. Um, but I mean, like for me, I'm not going to be somebody to comment on political things because it's not my. No, and like you said earlier, it's like whatever. YouTube channel lane. you do, like, do what you love. Yeah. If you, I can't you talk like about politics, politics for 10 hours. Be Tim Pool, you know? I can talk about movies for 10 hours. I could talk about mm-hmm. sports for 10 hours, you know? But, like, I totally agree. I can't do politics, so, yeah. like, whatever. That's- but, but when it spills over in entertainment, it, it's tough, right? Because, you know, like, Star Wars means so much to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I grew up, Luke was, like, my hero, like that's the hero. Mm-hmm. But like when it gets tainted and manipulated and destroyed right in front of you during the last Jedi, it, it's like scarring. And, and you know, when people tell you like, Oh, whatever you're overreacting. it's like, no, they purposefully destroyed my childhood. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, and they liked it too. Yeah. Like they Ryan liked- Johnson enjoyed it. If you watch those like interviews with him, it's like, he, I don't know, like a sniveling weasel. Like he's like, he, I made so many people cry over Luke Skywalker. It's like, ugh. Like Taika Waititi, I'll destroy your mythos in a minute, baby. That tweet. Yeah, that guy, that guy, I don't know. 
He's a he's a strange one. I think he was just having fun on Twitter. He could have no, been no, sincere. I I totally agree. Like it was. I think he said it in jest and like you yeah. know, but people take it seriously. Um, what we do in the shadows is amazing. So have What's you seen? That? It's like his vampire satire show. He did a film and like an indie film and a sat in a Hulu show or FX. And like it's is fucking hilarious. Uh, he's a EP, yeah, with oh, Jermaine okay. Clement from Flight of the Conquerors. Very funny. Um, but anyway, um, so back to Kenobi, if we could. Okay. What are like, what are your biggest fears for Kenobi? That they're gonna fuck it up. Which, after reading the leaks, I already know. <laughs> well, let's pretend the leaks are like fifty-fifty, right? Because like sometimes they're not a hundred percent accurate. Even mm-hmm. I'm sure. It, they could be, but like, you know, do you have uh, any faith at all or is it 0%? No, with Disney, absolutely not anymore. Cause it, so when I saw the force awakens, I was like, okay, well this is wrong. This is like a plot hole, this, this, and this. But I, in my mind, I'm like, this is how it could possibly work. Cause I'm a problem solver. So I'm like, this is why she was there. And like, she could fly the Millennium Falcon without ever even, you know, stepping foot on it before or ever flying a spaceship before. This is how she automatically knows how to do it. And I was like, she's on the other part of the galaxy and she's like, Luke's training her from the other side with holocrons because remember they had to separate the twins so that way the, you know, Emperor wouldn't be able to find them and Vader wouldn't be able to find them so they had to separate. And Kylo Ren's probably like her brother or her like cousin. She's either Han and Leia's daughter or she's Luke's daughter so they had to separate her. So that's why she's like mindlessly just waiting there not doing anything with her life. And then, of course, watch Last Jedi and the other ones, and I was like, oh, nothing. None of that gets answers. Just, okay, whatever. It's like imagining somebody that's never driven a car just immediately getting behind it and like, let me go become a NASCAR driver, right? That's what it was. And so with Disney doing that, and then with The Mandalorian, and then with Book of Boba Fett, and now they're going to do it to Kenobi, it's like, are you kidding me? I'm not falling for this again. I think Book of Boba Fett was one of the worst TV shows I've ever seen. Um, it was terrible. And I'm with you. I'm at 0% for Kenobi, too. Yeah. What the heck? We're in these leaks. <laughs> <laughs> Brock, like, what percentage are you? I, I I, mean, after this conversation, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Let's just say this movie is Kenobi in title only. Or mm. TV show. Well, oh, wow. What happened to Loki? He got replaced. What happened to Hawkeye? He got replaced. What's going to happen to Hulk? He's getting replaced. Oh what God. happened to Captain America? He got replaced. What happened to Iron Man? He died. Thor replaced. Well, Can we I talk mean, about that, Iron Man's that does death? Happen, How though. stupid. You have Captain Marvel. <laughs> you have Captain America. Yeah. You have the Hulk. Oh. You have all, anyone else with superpowers. Let's let the human snap. Get, what the? There's a guy on EFAP named oh, yeah. uh, Rags, I Rags, think, yeah. or Fringy. Fringy and Rags. Yeah, they're both on it. But one of them made like an Endgame is Horrible video. Mm. And I'm like, Was it holy shit. <laughs> No, I love Mahler. Yeah. I watch him all the time. I was in the theater. And the second they introduced Time Travel, I'm like, I'm out. I'm just... And they, they're like, <laughs> let me explain it to you in one sentence that if you're still processing the previous sentence, you're not. You're going to miss this one sentence. You're not going to understand how the time travel works in this universe. So I, I was one of those people. I missed that sentence and I was pissed off and I was waiting for someone to explain it. And when he goes and sees the ancient one and she explains it again, I'm like, that's not how it and works. And it contradicts. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, what? 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 <laughs> And then I was like, there is such a much better way to do this. Why are y'all so dumb when you're all the smartest people in the freaking universe, right? Yeah. And you ha- and that was your plan? I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. I was so angry. I'm with you. Hey. 
And you're like, I I'd loved still it. be super down to be in a Marvel film. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm sure it would be fun to be in it and be in yeah. the costumes and stuff. I'm just talking about the plot. No, yeah, I totally I'm sure understand. they all had fun making it. I mean, storytelling, right? And uh, as such a large franchise, whether it's Star Wars or, or Marvel or whatever it may be, you know, we want the best storytelling, right? Yeah. So it only enhances the whole entire thing. And but, I'm a huge fan of the Russos. But like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. A lot of extremely talented people. Um, but yeah, I love hearing what uh, <laughs> your opinion and hearing what you talk about. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's very entertaining. Oh, at, at the very least. Um, oh, hell yeah. This it's awesome. awesome. Thank Very you. awesome. Thank you. See, I'd have to like pay my family to like sit here and listen to me talk about this. Really? Yeah. I, dude. <laughs> They're not watching all your YouTube videos? You know, I've said, hey, mom, here's this. <laughs> and she, I did a show where I had to like go like one of these type of in real life podcasts. And I was like, hey, it's at this time. Here's the link. Like I'm all the way out in Texas. Like, look, I'm, it's live, mom. It's kind of like I'm on TV and she's just like, I'll watch it later. Like, oh, wow. It's like, thanks mom. Oh. I'm sure they're a huge fans of yours though. Yeah, yeah. They've heard it their entire life. So they're like, I already heard it, Anna. <laughs> like, Once they rolled that TV in. I know. Right. Well, there was one time uh, I was doing a live stream in the chat. It's like, yeah, I call your mom. And I was like, okay, fine. And then uh, my friend was like asking my mom questions and he was like, how do you feel about like Anna, like not liking the new star Wars movies. And she's like, Anna, now what do you not like about it? I was like, and then I talked about how they, the lightsaber, they don't know how to turn on Luke Skywalker's lightsaber correctly. <laughs> they push the wrong button. And then my mom was like, Anna, it's just a movie. Yeah. And like everyone was laughing because they're like, she's heard the, me <laughs> complain about this my entire life. So she's just like, I'm, she's over yeah. it. I like, I really like a lot of action uh, sequences, a lot of like combat training, stuff like that. I've always been a fan of that stuff. And it is that same line, just like that. It's like if someone's holding a gun wrong or they're holding, you know, uh, or they don't handle the weapon right, or it's like, it just doesn't make any sense. So it takes you out of it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, immediately. So, and when you're passionate about it, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to hurt. You know? It's like, yeah. it's not that difficult to get the one thing right, but yeah, it's, uh, it's all cause you care about something, right? Like it's all yeah. in good intention. Like, yeah. Wild. Okay. Want to do our rapid fire segment? Oh yeah. I watched the one guy do that. It's the same question. <laughs> Uh, then I know the answers. No, no. This is special. <laughs> this is tailored to you. Okay, this okay. is a uh, Oh no. Okay, here we go. Okay. Leia or Padme? Padme. Han or Lando? Han. R2D2 or C3PO? R2. Darth Vader or Emperor Palpatine? Vader. Luke or Anakin? Anakin. Chewie or Boba Fett? Chewie. Greedo or IG88? IG88. Prequels or sequels? Prequels. Empire <laughs> Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi? Empire. New Hope or Revenge of the Sith? New Hope. Yoda or Mace Windu? Yoda. Obi-Wan Kenobi or Count Dooku? Oh, fuck. (laughs) Kenobi, but I love Christopher Lee. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Thank you. I'm surprised about the Padme Leia one. I wasn't expecting that answer. No, yeah. It's like the other one, though, with the other guy that you did it, uh, Superman all the way over Spider-Man. Superman over Spider-Man. Yes, yeah. I'm with you on that player, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brandon. Oh, Brandon, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking Randy because he was like, George was Batman. Oh, yeah, we, have, like, we haven't launched that one yet. Uh, That's Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm well, an idiot. I, yeah. <laughs> Tuesday before now this thing's aired. <laughs> um, That's why we're not live again. Yeah, you film so many of them that you uh, lose track of which ones are out or we, not. <laughs> exactly. 
Are there any other shows or films you're watching right now? I'm watching Halo. Uh, <laughs> so here's, here's my thing. I have never, I cannot play first person shooters. My mind is just not wired that way. Wow. My boyfriend, our first Christmas, he got me an Xbox with like all the Halo games. And I was like, ah! and I threw the remote and, I, and then he got it and he immediately got it. I was like, this game is not for me. I don't this and then halo was coming out i was like well i've never played the games i don't know anything about i know who master chief and cortana are i don't mm. know anything about them and so i was like well i'll watch it and see how bad it is <laughs> and uh everyone was like you need to like read these books because the first one i was like okay this is like a first person shooter game like that's what it's based off why is there a bunch of women crying like i didn't mm. get that and i'm like it was just really annoying and off-putting, like right off the bat. So I'm like, okay, when Master Chief shows up, it's cool. But then it's like, it, they're like 20 or what, 500 something years into the future. So why do they have like current GMCs? You know, like that was a very, I was like, why? Like, couldn't you make them look a little spacey? And then uh, like one character, it's like they're shooting uh, one of the Covenant, right? That's what they're called, mm -hmm. with a gun. And it's not working. Master Chief picks up the gun and it works perfectly. So I was like, does he have some kind of technology that adapts guns and stuff to like to that? I didn't. And so I, I did a live stream and I was saying like, someone that doesn't know anything about Halo, I'm like, can you guys explain it to me a little bit? And then they're like, no, Anna, that's not what it's supposed to be about. And you need to read these books. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll get the audiobooks. And so I've been listening to the Halo audiobook. It's actually really good. The Fall of Reach. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like he's still a kid and he's still like getting into like the Master Chiefness. And I was like, all right, this doctor chick is a psycho. Uh, he's cool. All right, where's this going? And you know, somebody is like, oh, yeah, Reach Falls. The aliens are crazy, religious, and they think he's a demon. And I was like, okay. And then I'm watching the show, and I'm like, do they, would the aliens, would they, like, have a human, like, captive? And, like, as, like, their converted, like, prodigy? You mean a woman being in charge of the alien race? Yeah, I was like, especially one that's, like, teeny tiny and like I'm like I don't think she can take on Master Chief because people were saying I guess there's some alien that defects from the Covenant later and he like teams up with Master Chief and that's like a big plot point and so people are speculating that that's what she's going to be and I haven't watched the last episode but I heard what happens it's like there's a sex scene and like Cortana just has to watch sadly and I was like that's depressing um I don't know I don't know what's going on with this show and I was when you go back and like watch the first episode of Breaking Bad and it's like you sets the tone for the show and it's like, oh, oh best show ever. It's freaking good, Ran. And I, you watch that versus like new shows that are starting and it's like their first episodes, like that's what's got to get you. And it's just, I don't know. I'm going to stick through it and watch it. And I think help it's helping that I don't know anything about it really. And so me not knowing it's not making me angry, but I can see everyone's frustrations and I'm like... All right. I think uh, watching your boyfriend play Halo 1 would be better than watching the show. That's but I'm glad you're enjoying me. it. That's good. <laughs> or at least like getting some entertainment out of it. And the yeah. audiobook sounds like it's probably pretty good. Oh, the audiobook's really good. Yeah. I didn't like it at first because it's like describing all these guns. Because it's like it starts off with the fall of Reach and then it goes all the way back to, you know, how he became Master Chief. And so I'm yeah. at that part where he's like still getting trained. I'm like, this is really interesting. Why didn't they do this in the show? You know? Yeah. But I don't know. Better Call Saul, like, I think it's like season five it or yet. six. It took me a couple of seasons to like really like it. But if you can like get through one and two, it gets like, it feels like Breaking Bad because it's the same people that made it. Mm. Um, and like a lot of the similar characters. So that, you know, for a new show that exists in 22, I think it'd be, I think it's pretty top notch. Mm. 
feel like I only watch like old shows because I'm like, I know that this is safe. Like I, yeah. I already yeah. know that I like, like I'm just going to watch Check the date. And I'm like, I'm just going to watch Star Trek again. Or like um, um, my boyfriend and I, we've been rewatching SG one and he's never seen Atlantis. So when we finish, we're going to watch cool. Atlantis. Nice. And so I used to love watching that show. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, this is good. And I, I actually like shows better back when it was like 25 episodes per season, this nine episode. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I'm, I'm sure that they had much less of a budget and I'm pretty sure people want to work more. So, I mean, why don't you just do 25 episodes per season and just get writers for, I don't know. Yeah. Good point. It's easier said than done, but um, I like that better. Like just Star Trek, it's 25 episodes, 24, 30. I like that as compared to, you get nine episodes and they're like, what, 45 minutes long? And I'm like, okay, thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think people's attention span have gotten a lot less, but if you have something that you're into, like it would be a lot nicer to have more depth in a story and 25 episodes to like really binge and watch. And like I've gone back and watched a few uh, shows like during COVID, I watched Smallville front to back. I watched mm -hmm. uh, Friends front to back, which oh, is yeah. a lot of yeah. episodes. Um, but but see, you're going back and watching that. So you're just yeah. disproving that attention span thing. People have the attention span exactly. for things that they like. Yeah, and that's kind of what that. I was exactly. That's kind of what I was alluding to was uh, the nine episodes. It's like, is it safer, safer, or is it more of a risk to do twenty five? And if it doesn't work, mm -hmm. do we pull? Like, do we lose big? You know. And that's also why streamers only like they'll cut off like incredible shows like Daredevil at like season three because they don't want to pay the big money for seasons four and five to all the people. Yeah, but if the show's doing Which well, is a tragedy. Should be making this it. is why you yeah. do it. Like, hey, sign up for ten years. Find this little piece of paper. And mm -hmm. then like, that, I mean, sucks for like people, like actors <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, how would you get like, so like we just got to the part where Jack left the show. And so it's like no longer Colonel O'Neill. And it's like, ugh, it's like, couldn't you just like made him sign it? So he just didn't leave the show. Like, come on, please. Yeah. That's just me being selfish though. Yeah. Especially when you, yeah. If you get attached, I mean, it's like uh, the office, you know? Yeah. When my Michael favorite show. Yeah, yeah. That kills me. We, Yeah. yeah. But when he came to the wedding, it was a it was a great moment. Yeah, I just wish yeah. he would have talked more. Like I wish he would have like given like a speech. Like that would have been so Michael to yeah. do. Like just to give a really terrible speech, but then have that heartfelt moment at the end that like solidifies it. Yeah. That would have been such a nice ending. I mean yeah. that yeah. But what a great show! Mm -hmm. What a great golf show. clap for the office. <laughs> Shout out to Ben. Except oh, Kevin, yeah. fuck Kevin. <laughs> no, that's horrible. Oh no no no! Was it Kevin? No, I love what? Kevin. Yeah, what, what's his name? Dwight? No, Blondie. He hates him. He's um. Oh, uh, the the uh, Toby. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love yeah, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah. Kevin is my spirit animal in some ways. No, fuck uh, Toby. Toby. That's hilarious. <laughs> See, I hate him so much. I forgot his name. That's, oh, that's great. Yeah, Kevin's the best. The chili. Kevin's chili. Oh no. Anna, thank you so much for coming. We really, really appreciate it. This was like really fun talking about all our favorite shows, past and present. And future. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for inviting yeah. me. It was fun. It's fun talking and like nerding out. A lot of fun. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Studio 22. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, 
Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.